Hi there, listener, and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Ski Podcast, all about the new Travel Ski Express ski train. Now, you might already know that at the end of the 2020 ski season, Eurostar took the decision to stop running their very popular direct ski train service to the French Alps. And this was hugely disappointing to lovers of train travel like myself. Uh, only a year before, in 2019, I'd founded a campaign called Ski Flight Free, uh, with the goal of trying to encourage more skiers and snowboarders to travel to the Alps by train, or maybe in a full car instead of flying, and the aim, of course, being to reduce carbon emissions. Now, while I normally travel by Eurostar and connecting trains via Paris, I recognise that for most people, the simplest option is that direct, non-stopping service. So, when Eurostar cancelled their ski train service, I quickly found myself part of a lobbying group called Save the Ski Train. Uh, Can you guess what we were trying to do? Uh, Working with uh, train expert Daniel Elkin from Snow Carbon and representatives from the environmental organisation Protect Our Winters uh, from both their French and British setups, we did our best to try and revive it. Now the bad news is that Eurostar weren't interested but I like to think that we, uh, in conjunction with some great work on the ground in the Tarantes by the ski resorts, communes and mairies that were all affected by the cancellation, uh, we were all a factor in the revival of that service because in September 2020 the French travel company Travel Ski confirmed they would be reviving the service, there would be differences, you'd have to buy one of their packages which would only be available to certain resorts and trains would only run overnight on the front. Friday, uh, returning in the day the following Saturday. Uh, I spoke to uh, Guillaume de Marciac, the Travel Ski CEO, at that launch event. It was Eurostar who cancelled their direct service back in December 2020. And this is effectively going to add around, uh, my calculations, about 10,000 extra seats uh, for British people to be able to travel by train to the Alps and back. And so just to clarify then, Travel Ski is a tour operator in France. And uh, the investment to basically secure the train is from Compagnie des Alpes, who own a number of different ski resorts. So which are the ski resorts that are going to be on offer in the first year of operation? So this year we are organizing, uh, and it takes quite a lot of preparation to make sure that um, everything gets uh, smoothly and uh, that we ensure the very stress-free and best experience for our guests. So the six resorts which we are going to uh, get connected to the British skiers is or are uh, Tignes, Val d'Isère, uh, La Plagne, Les Arcs, Les Menuires, and Meribel. Right, okay, so I mean that's a great selection uh, there. They're obviously all Company des Alpes resorts, and the way the tickets are going to work is it's going to be packaged. So you would buy the train, you transfer up to each of those resorts, accommodation and lift pass uh, yeah. all together, right? Yeah. And I had a look at, you know, some of the prices look very attractive. I think they're probably going to work out quite well on the, on the British market point of view. Will it be possible just to buy a, a, just the train element of it on its own? No, this would be, we're going to sell the train as part of the Travel Ski Express package, as you very well described it. On top of those packages, people will be able to add optional services such as a ski rentals or those kind of things. But uh, no, the train will not be available just as a as a, a ticket only product. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I understand that because it's company des Alpes who are taking the risk. So it makes sense to direct people towards their uh, own resorts. But and it's also because we we really are inventing a new type of uh, experience for the guest, and we want really to make it stress free at a period where we are progressively getting out. Uh, 
uh, of the COVID crisis and where we believe that there will be a great winter uh, to, be, uh, to be lived uh, for all the Europeans. And making it possible for the British uh, skiers is, is really something that we thought was a great opportunity because we know they love the ski, ski train. So Guillaume mentioned then our journey out of COVID and it all seems so promising back in the autumn. As we know, President Macron decided in December that Brits weren't welcome in France and that first Travel Ski Express service on December the 26th didn't take place. One of the few upsides of that six-week delay is that I was lucky enough to travel out on the inaugural service last Friday. Let's have a listen to how it went. I'm in London St Pancras and I'm about to go on the inaugural Travel Ski Express service uh, the direct ski train out to the Alps. It's going to be leaving London St Pancras at four minutes past eight this evening and it's going to roll into uh, Moutier first uh, and then Bourg Saint Maurice at 6.15 tomorrow morning. There's no quichettes, it's upright seats, so it's going to be an interesting challenge but very exciting being here. There are a lot of skiers all ready to get on the train. I think there's about three, four hundred people going on this uh, on this first service. So pretty exciting. I'm going to speak to a few of them and see what they think. What what appeals about the train then? Uh, you ain't got a place to take your skis. It's door to door, pretty much. Yeah. You ain't got to hang around at the airport wasting your time or anything like that. Yeah. And, and you get the extra day skiing. I'm really interested to know why you ended up on this. How did you come uh, choosing it? Uh, not, not done this, not done this before. But the guys organising the, the party, I mean, is is uh, keen on the environmental impact. And thought, okay. Right, we give this a go rather than flying. And you've done the uh, this I've, this overnight train. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm actually going to the same resort I did last time as well. Right. So okay. We took the, this was like ten years ago now, I think. Right. It was. Um, but yeah, took the train to Fork San Marie um, from here and yeah, it's really good. I'm here with Mike and Gemma. Hello. You're, um, I think, the only people I've met here who've got children coming on the uh, train uh, as well. Uh, have you been on the overnight train before? We have indeed, yeah, quite a few times. Got any tips for me? <laughs> um, bring a pillow and try and travel light. Okay, okay. Well, I've done my best uh, to do that. Now, you've got a couple of kids with you over there. They're, uh, they're occupied at the moment. Yeah, how are you anticipating that's going to go? Well, I'm hoping they're going to fall asleep on the floor and not give us too much trouble. We've worn them out enough so far on the way here. That might happen all the way to me. And um, what's your reason for going by train rather than flying, for example? Um, when we used to go by ourselves, uh, we used to go um, on this one and then we used to come back on Saturday nights. So yep. We used to get two extra ski yeah. days and Saturdays were always quiet to us. So yeah. it's just like a really nice day to, um, to ski. Um, not very many people, the slopes were really nice. Um, and also environmental reasons. Um, we don't like flying um, because of the environmental impact and the trains. Uh, with the prospect of having to uh, sleep in upright seats overnight i also asked for a few more tips on uh, how to get through that night so you've done the overnight train before what yep. tips have you got to get through this <laughs> <laughs> uh, try and get as comfortable as possible you're in for a long one but i mean it's good fun because you get to arrive in the resort early so make the most of the first day. You're just going to be exhausted. That's the way I was thinking, you know, going to end up really tired, but you should be able to get on the yeah. first lift. So that's skiing, the exciting part of it. Skiing on Saturday, best days ever. It's empty. Finally, before we left, I took the chance to speak to Karis, one of the uh, Eurostar team members on board. So from an operational point of view, it's similar to the regular trains that you run? That's right. It's similar because it's our same station teams. It's the same onboard teams. It's the same teams that liaise with, you know, the French stations, etc. So from that point of view, 
Um, operationally, it's quite similar to what we normally do. Yeah, but this is like long haul for them then, basically, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, we do have other routes also, which are kind of longer. We have a route uh, from London to the south of France. Oh, yeah. So we do have a couple of routes, and they are used to, to the ski route um, uh, and this configuration of yeah. our trains normally. Yeah, well, hopefully this goes well, then uh, Eurostar or Travel Ski can add on some more services for next winter as well. Yeah, definitely. We look forward to the launch. Once we got underway, I spoke to Guillaume de Marciac, CEO of Travel Ski, who wanted to be on board that inaugural train. It started, uh, what, uh, like a year ago or something like that, the journey to here? Yeah, about nine months ago. It's like yeah. a baby, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a pregnancy. But it all started back in April 21. Yeah. When we thought after this terrible winter with no ski, we yeah. thought maybe it's time to think about a message and an initiative that we could take to uh, to to address the UK market. Yeah. And we at the time we were reading some news about. Uh, people like you and others who were actually criticizing the fact that there was no longer any train to go yeah. to the Alps. And we thought, well, maybe there is something to be done as a tour operator. Our expertise is to bundle products and services together. And we thought, why don't we go and ask the Eurostar if we could potentially do something together and resurrect the train. Here we are, and I've got to say congratulations. <laughs> I can't tell you how exciting it was to look at that train and it says, you know, destination Borg saint Maurice. You know, it's so cool. So congratulations on making it happen. I mean, obviously, um, it's been a very difficult start with the travel ban coming in, you know, what, a couple of weeks before the first service was due to go? Yeah, it was. it's actually the timing is really awful for us because yeah. we, we actually closed our deal with Eurostar very late in the season, yeah. only in September, you yeah. remember. And then by the time we were ready to actually to start to, to put our, our our packages on sale, it was already early October. Yeah. So we actually we kicked off the sales in October. We had October, and November, and uh, early December came this bad news, and we could see the thing yeah. arriving. The couple of weeks before the ban was all, the sales were already kind of dropping, but then with the ban everything stopped, and we had to cancel the first six rotations. And so yes, it was quite a terrible news on our side, and the bad timing in terms of pickup for the bookings. And now when the ban uh, was lifted we could we saw a huge boom in our reservations the day the message came on the on the market uh, we had our record sell and uh, and in the last uh, 10 days we did sell more than 1000 seats which is quite a lot at the at this time of the season with the and, and squeezed with the pickup Excellent. Well, I mean, obviously, it's been a very, you know, frustrating uh, start, but, you know, now it's running, hopefully, from this inaugural weekend, yeah. or inaugural week, weekend for me, <laughs> where, you know, more people will become aware of it yeah. and, and more people will realise where you can book. And, you know, it's interesting. I've talked to a lot of the passengers already, and, you know, quite a few of them have said, hey, those packages are really good. You know, they're really good value. They pick them up through, uh, you know, different agents or come across them uh, online. And, um, you know, there's some really good value there. Personally, I would love it if there were just like maybe a few seats available that people could, you know, book direct as well. I think I asked you about this before, but do you think that, that you know, that will ever become part of the offering? We're we we processing or progressing step by step, and uh, we don't know what the future will be made of. 
uh, what we know is that for this season, I mean, it makes an awful lot of sense to have an initiative in terms of complexity and in terms of our, our business is not about selling trains. Uh, there is a company, there are companies actually whose expertise is about selling trains, like yeah. Eurostar or SNCF in France. Yeah. Our expertise is to do packages. Yeah. So there is no any, there is no real reason why we would actually charter a train just to resell tickets, just for the sake of reselling tickets. If we if we charter a train, the objective is to bring clients to our accommodations and to our services and to our to to sell them ski passes. Of course, I fully uh, understand that. I guess. You you know, for me, what I think about in the off-season weeks when probably you're never going to fill the train, you know, to me it could be quite an exciting idea to say, right, there's a limited number of seats available, you know, first come, first served, or maybe some kind of dynamic pricing. And that in itself would generate, I think, would generate a real bit of buzz, as you often call it in French, a bit of buzz and a bit of excitement uh, as well that would, you know, help roll on, you know, the awareness of the uh, train. And you wouldn't need, you, you, in my opinion, you wouldn't even necessarily need to do that many. Just be able to have a few available and um, yeah, it could, um, could help the business as a whole. We will see how, how things will evolve through time uh, and we are going to learn from this experience and uh, this being the very first train, I guess tomorrow night I will be smarter, in a week time I will be even smarter with the experience of those, those, your, I mean, those clients coming back home. So let's go step by step and we will yeah. see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many opportunities, but to me, I think the key thing is that, you know, there was no direct snow, uh, ski train to the Alps. Okay, last year was a uh, Saison Blanche, as you have it in French, but, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, now it exists again. And, you know, that is a real net gain because, again, talking to people on the train here, there's a lot of people, like some people just thought, oh, I saw a good package. It sounded like fun. But a lot of people I've talked to, you know, they want to take that environmental eco option. And, you know, while I have often taken the uh, Eurostar to Paris and then changed, to have that direct option is really good. So, yeah, I can see our dinner is coming because we're in standard uh, premiere. So we're being served at our seat. So thank you very much, Guillaume, and uh, enjoy the rest of the journey. And enjoy your meal. So we worked our way through the night and uh, at... 6.15 or slightly later uh, in the morning we rolled into Borg Saint Maurice. So did you actually sleep then? Yeah, for a, for a few hours. Yeah, well, what about yourself? Do you manage to sleep yeah, at all? Yeah, so we, because the coach was like quite sparse, yeah. we managed to get under the seats and, uh, and lie down. So right, slept on the floor, yeah? yeah and so that was got, okay? Yeah, not bad. Not yeah, bad. not too noisy with the engine or no, anything no, like that? Fine. Yeah, no, yeah. the noise wasn't common. How much, how much sleep do you think you got then? Oh, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> how was the night on the train? Uh, lovely, yeah, yeah. Compared to the plane, you have plenty of time to get comfortable. Okay, and uh, did you did you manage to sleep? Uh, yeah, I went for the underseat method. That was your tactic, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, underseat and overseat. Yeah, because there's quite a lot of space, wasn't there, to spread out? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, tons of space. It's still completely dark, but I can just see the outline of the mountains uh, up there. That's uh, that'll be Les Arc right up there. I'm looking now. So it's done very exciting. I'm not sure anyone slept very well uh, on the uh, journey, but people would have slept, and uh, certainly there's a lot of excitement about getting out on the snow now. I 
managed to catch up with uh, Guillaume again just before uh, I went up to Les Arcs. We've arrived in Bourg Saint-Maurice. Uh, were you happy with it? Do you feel it all went well? So everything is fine. The weather is gorgeous and uh, it's going to be a great um, day of skiing. Our clients seem to be happy and uh, just had a nice coffee and a croissant and now are going to take the transfer bus to the resort. Atmosphere is good and nice and uh, cool. we look forward to, to a nice week. Thanks for uh, getting us out here and I'll, I'll let you know how it is on the slopes. <laughs> <laughs> And the great news is that a couple of hours later, I was indeed on the slopes in Lizard. Well, I didn't quite get the first lift, but it's 20 past nine, and I'm just putting my skis on snow now, which is pretty good because, um, you know, 12 hours ago, I was standing in uh, St Pancras, and uh, now I'm here. And I think that's probably all you need to know. Uh, that's my review of the Travel Ski Express direct train to the Alps. Uh, have a look in the show notes if you'd like to find out more. I'll be back for our next regular episode soon. So thank you, listener, for joining us for this special uh, episode of the Ski Podcast, recorded live from my hotel room in Lazark. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you.